Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast where I talk to people in a different place every time. On this episode, I talked with Rachel Montgomery. I, I don't always tailor the location to the guest, but if I can, I try. Um, sometimes it's just convenience based as to where we do it. But it's always fun to have something that might be some kind of connection to the person. And on this episode, when I thought of having Rachel on the show, I was like, well, I've heard of the Montgomery Scotch Lounge. Uh, so what? let's try it there. I did not consider that they'd be having live music, which is always a possibility <laughs> in one of the tests. The, actually, the first test episode I did of this show, there was live music going on. I was like, okay, I guess this is possible when I'm doing this out in public. So uh, sit back or get on that bike or wash those dishes and hopefully enjoy this episode. I'm here with Rachel Montgomery. Rachel, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds we might be hearing during this episode? We are at Montgomery Scotch Lounge on Gladstone, which is also an oatmeal cafe during the day. Uh, I guess the demographic is old people for this establishment. Um, I'm looking around. It's very nice, dimly lit, a little bit bougie. There's a neon green bird, fowl. There's some kind of fowl on the, on the wall. It's very beautiful, and you will be hearing many sounds this evening. You can hear some right now. There's a shaker going on. I believe that's my espresso martini being made. Mm. <laughs> um, there's going to be live music eventually. We will not be here for that part. And some uh, some chat, some chitter-chatter around. Yeah, and actually the live music, I just saw them walk in, is someone who was on the guest. Hung Ton is on the stage tonight. So that's uh, cool. Go check, listen to his episode. I think it was 9 or 10. So yeah, Rachel, uh, I wanted to start with you with my first impression of you, which was at Algonquin, and you were on the board of directors. Yes. To get in that position, did you have to like put posters up around the school with your face on it and say, vote for me? <laughs> Many posters with my face on it all over Algonquin College, on, on all the campuses. All the campuses? On all the campuses, all three campuses. Did you have to put them up? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> How did. many did you print? Um, I can't remember now, but we did have a budget. They like budgeted okay. for us because like to uh, that was my I was running. So you get you get chosen by the the previous board to go okay. into the new board. But then I was running to be vice president. Okay. So it was like me and this guy named Thomas Kalafa running against each other for the vice president position, and they they allocate you some funds, some those some student association fees. That's mm-hmm. what those are going where they go for. To. Those <laughs> so we can print off pictures of our faces to try to get uh, to get you guys to vote for us. Yeah. It's actually funny as well because when I was putting up posters at Algonquin, that was one of the first times I ever met Andrew Womble. Really? Yes, and he helped me put posters up at Algonquin, and I believe I Thank paid you. him. Thank you so much. Um, but that's yeah, good. that's yeah. great. That's, oh yeah, that's Thank great. you so much. I repaid his kindness with some, uh, I believe it was like free pizza or something. I was, a- and that's they budgeted us for that as well. So I was able to pay people for their services. But how did you meet him while doing that? He just like walking by, I guess. I honestly can't remember. I just, I just know that's how I first met Andrew, and we we did it together. Wow, that is so funny. What are the odds? So weird. Ottawa Colony community. We love uh, Algonquin College. And you actually produced a show here at this place because this used to be Pressed Cafe. R.I.P. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With Andrew. Yes, exactly. I'm like, oh, wow. What are the odds of that? Oh, that I, is weird. Yeah, that is super weird. That, that's cool. Yeah, that, Algonquin was such a great community for me where I recognized him as being one of my cashiers and Laura McLean as being one of my cashiers when I first found the Ottawa scene. And I was like, I recognize these two. They've, made, <laughs> they've taken my money and put it into a cash <laughs> register before. <laughs> Familiar faces all yeah. around me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so was that like a new thing to you or were you on like student council in high school? I was on student council in high school, but I was bad at it. I was just a bad okay. student in high school. Oh, okay. So I was on student council, but then uh, immediately was not on student council. And I really wanted to get involved at Algonquin just to be a part of the community because it was, it, really, it was a really good opportunity. So... I really wanted to get involved. I met some people who were doing it, and I was like, this sounds so great, so fun. Really? Okay. What did... <laughs> you were a bad student in high school? Really? <laughs> I, was a, I was a very, very, very bad student in high school. I actually did not graduate high school on time. Really? That's how bad I was. What were you doing? <laughs> skipping school. You were skipping school. I was skipping school. To do what? Okay, this is like not even a good story, but like literally, literally nothing. I would just like stay up all night. I'd be like reading. I would be like not doing school things, and I would just sleep all day hang out at home with my sisters whenever they were home just i just hated school i hated school every subject 
No, not every subject. I had my I had some faves. <laughs> the ones I, you went to. I the ones that I went to sp- sparingly. Um, spare who loves love spare <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> But uh, yeah, and I would I would actually skip school with uh, some friends as well. Kelsey Ryan, okay, I'd skip school with her. Uh, she now lives in Toronto and does comedy in Toronto. Um, and my friend Chloe, yeah, we would skip school. So it, it became a problem when I got my license. <laughs> okay, I never knew what I would do if I skipped school, so I just yeah didn't. I was like, where, what would I? That's <laughs> what do? you would you would do nothing. Just do nothing. You would just be at home. Okay, I think I remember hearing a story of my uncle where when he skipped school, he just like my. Uh, grandfather like like or grandmother like found him on like their back steps and we're like what are you doing here <laughs> like at least go <laughs> hey, somewhere else <laughs> yeah if you're gonna skip don't come sit here <laughs> absolutely so right now i actually just filmed a couple videos at algonquin because there's a new building i don't know if you're aware it's called the jack doyle athletics and recreation center the arc which is a great yes. new cool, cool building um just got a great giant gym with a rock climbing wall and a bowling alley and all the, all this cool stuff golf simulator new bar and so I filmed some videos with the current directors, and they were all saying nice things about Jack and how everybody has quotes and books from him. Did you ever get any things like that from him that yes. that, you, that stick to you to this day? Yes. I love Jack Doyle. I was actually one on the board when that arc was first being proposed. Really? When? That was when you were around. Yes, Okay, that takes yes. a while to get a building it made. It takes a very, very long while. It's a very expensive building. I love that it's uh, named Jack Doyle. He's mm-hmm. a great, uh, he's great. He actually wrote me one of my reference letters for law school. Nice. He is amazing. Um, every time we would go for these like weekend getaways as like a, a group, and we would as our, as the board, and we would do they're called policy meeting weekends, and um, we always had such a blast. Jack brought us cigars once, mm. Patron. Okay. Um, these are things that are standing out for me for some reason. <laughs> he also gave um, he gave me a book about like UFOs and aliens. Okay. Because we bonded once about how we believe. In UFOs. Okay. Really? <laughs> so he gave me that as a gift. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's very cool. He's Is that a good guy. UFO book? Have you learned more and gotten more into UFOs? I'm going to be honest with you. I have not cracked it open. Oh. It's, sitting, it's sitting on my bookshelf. Sorry, Jack, if you're listening. Got too never, many other books. Never read it. I was in, you know, I went to university after. I was, I was reading for non-fun reasons, non-UFO related reasons. What, are you, what about UFOs? What are you interested in those, like them being... Like, I agree. I like the idea of aliens, for sure. I, I want to believe, like the X-Files yes, say. Yes, yes. Do you, like, what, what, what's your interest? Like, you just, that, like, you think you've, like, ones that have been seen before or just, just like, aliens, like, sci-fi? The whole thing. Oh. The whole thing is so interesting because, like, there's that whole thing where, like, either there are aliens and they haven't contacted us or there's there's nothing else out there. Like, is there is there something or is there nothing? Are we alone in the universe? Yeah. I also I also believe I've seen a UFO once. You do? Okay. <laughs> so that's where I was going. I also believe I've seen a UFO Where was that? Once. I was at Niagara Falls with my oldest sister, Caitlin. Okay. And it was late at night and we were checking out the falls and we looked up. And there was these two, <laughs> there was these two lights really far away in the sky um, that looked like they were like dancing towards each other. They would get like really close to each other and then like shoot away from each other. And like they were like, in a way that didn't look human crafted. Exactly. Like a, like a normal plane or helicopter. Exactly. Not linear movements. Yeah. Very like like if. I could say they were anything like maybe maybe they were drones, but they looked so so far away, like so <laughs> far away, and we were just standing there the whole time. We like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And we watched them until they like literally just faded into nothing. They faded away. They faded into nothingness. Could it be drones? Is it uh, aliens? Mm, we'll never know. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and then just to go back um, to mm-hmm. the Jack Doyle thing, I once walked. I've only talked to him a couple times, but I was walking down the hall with him one time and mentioned that I done stand-up and he was like oh i've always been interested in doing that can you imagine well, what kind of style do you think he would be if he was going to do stand-up oh my goodness i feel like he'd be very dry like yeah. very like british leaning humor he, but he's very he's very funny he's like a you wouldn't he's he's said things that you wouldn't expect to come out of his mouth just by looking at him he looks like a very like put together very well-dressed proper, man yes. always wearing suits mm-hmm. wearing some like nice glasses yeah so like I think he could uh, I think he'd be able to shock an audience. Yeah. With some okay. <laughs> <laughs> you founded the club at Algonquin called Lawyers Feed the Hungry. <laughs> yes. I, by being part of the board, you you were aware of how the clubs worked, which is every club is given like a chunk of money to feed or to travel the students to different places. And it just seems like you found a great loophole for society where you just got a ton of money and were able to just 
feed people who needed food. Yes, yes. It was very fun. It was very cool because I did the uh, law clerk program mm -hmm. at Algonquin. And uh, we, we, I was telling everybody what clubs and communities to do. Um, a prof had mentioned this organization. So as someone who knew the ins and outs of Algonquin and the clubs and societies, uh founded that group is it, st is it still going on i don't think so i think there's a <laughs> lot of different clubs out there and i don't know if that's if that's one of them but mm -hmm. i just thought it was a really interesting like correlation between you studying law and then finding that loophole is that a lot a lot of what you were seeing was people getting away with things through the law or like finding loopholes in the system like for the negative and then you were like oh how do you find a loophole to help people is that was that anything there that, yeah that's actually kind of funny because there is a, a book that i used to study for the lsat called loop like it's called loopholes oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. by ellen hey ellen cassidy what's up uh loopholes and logical reasoning so yeah i think that's a big part of law and like finding loopholes exploiting loop loopholes seeing how other people are exploiting loopholes and like loopholes in like uh, conversation like being able to kind of out talk people like like in litigation i guess mm -hmm. if you were like cross-examining somebody you want to find someone in a loophole or get like this d double speak or yeah okay trickery yeah interesting i took one year of law Ooh. in high school grade 11 and the only reason i took that was because i knew there was a mock trial that was going to happen <laughs> at one time in the year and i wanted to be part of that mock trial we all had to be but i dressed up as a in a suit yes. and I brought a briefcase yes. and I brought a Brita and a glass of water and I was like in the middle of like talking to someone on the stand and I poured water and it oh was just God. so Dedication fun. Dedication to yeah. the oh, craft. That, that's why I took the glass. Why don't you just take to, drama? I know. I didn't <laughs> take drama. I wanted to be dramatic in law class. I was a fool. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. I would have yeah. loved that. I would have loved if there was that much dedication during uh, my grade 11 walk trial. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that as well, because it was my grade 11 law class that made me want to study law, because wow. I won the mock trial, you, oh, okay. and I was able to shadow a lawyer at the Ottawa courthouse. Because of that winning? <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our teacher, like, knew, Mr. Chaso, he, like, knew people at the, the, the courthouse, so we were able to do that as a, as a prize. <laughs> Wow, I don't think I won. I uh, I don't know if anyone won our thing, but you guys have like a maybe more, <laughs> a bit more structure, more structure, a winning prize. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't get the same out of that, but I'm that interesting <laughs> connection. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But you didn't stick with law after that. Like it, there was just nothing that like kept you going, or was it just like too much to like to stay? Like you didn't right? Like you were done with law after? No, I'm I'm going to law you school. Are, you are now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. Well, with not that. presently. I'm not currently enrolled in law school. But I'm going to go to oh, law school. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I you were done. Yeah. Okay. I wish I was done. I haven't even started. And is the end goal just lawyer? Is that that's just like the title you're going for? Yes, I want okay. to be a crown attorney. Crown attorney. I would like to be a prosecutor. Really? Yes. Is that just from movie watching, like TV shows? Like, what what makes you want to do that? <laughs> okay, so. Um, Mm, okay like how deep do you get in the how deep do you get on this podcast i don't know <laughs> it varies depending on whatever anyone wants to say okay well this is actually kind of pertinent as well because i'm trying to write a joke about this somehow i don't know how i'm gonna write a joke about this but okay uh i was molested when i was a kid <laughs> and um i it went to trial and i remember like the whole process was like very overwhelming but i remember just being able to sit in the courtroom and have the crown attorney like believe me and like beyond my beyond my side and like knowing the law like the law is so convoluted and so like for someone to be able to like sit with you and like parse out your story and like advocate for you I found was like very it was I, immediately I was like this is what I would like to do for other people yeah so that's why I want to do law. Okay. Well, I am sorry. I did not mean to bring this up. I was not aware. Um, okay. but did you find that in your research? Yeah, no, I did not. Um, but no, that is super, yeah, admirable, cool that you want to do that for others of mm -hmm. what, what you felt was helpful for you. Mm -hmm. um, to move on to something <laughs> slightly different. I know that you also have a Zamboni driver's license. Oh, yes, I do. What does a Zamboni driver's license test consist of? It consists of your manager at the rink that you work at simply watching you do what, like one flood, which is what we call like when you take the Zamboni out and do the clean the ice. Okay. So my, my manager just watched me clean the ice and 
gave me the good old check mark and I got my Zamboni license. I was never actually given a physical Zamboni license, but, but I, you can do it. I am I am competent in how to work a Zamboni. Oh, yeah, a Zamboni. Give it up for the Zamboni. <laughs> yeah, people like Zambonis. <laughs> How fast can the Zamboni go? They can get up there. They can. I don't know how fast they can go. I, I should. I should know. You know what? They shouldn't give me that license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they shouldn't give me that license. Well, you can't go that fast on the ice, but they're surprisingly easier to drive and like maneuver than you would think. It's like all okay. hydraulics. You got really? like you lift up like the back thing. There's some gears in the middle that like chomp up the snow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys haven't raced. No, we have not. <laughs> we don't want to get up to no good on city time. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> no, that, that's fair. That's you know fair. the Zamboni drivers in like the uh, the Tim Hortons drive-thru? I should have done that before I quit. Just one last one last hurrah. <laughs> so what were you doing at that place like before that? Like you were working at a recreation center? Mm-hmm. I was or? working at a hockey rink uh, okay. off, off Leitrim. So I worked there for a long, like about seven years. I was like really? a, my official title was maintenance helper. Okay. Very fancy. Yeah. Maintenance helper. Maintenance so what helper. else did you do there other than Zambonying? I was um, what people lovingly call a rink rat. Okay. That's our that's our unofficial title. Official title, maintenance helper. Unofficial title, rink rat. <laughs> and I'm basically just like a glorified janitor. I go around. I sweep stuff. I help. Uh, when I wasn't driving the Zamboni, I'd be helping like move the nets around mm. and uh, general maintenance for the building. It's interesting how rat is like a term, like gym rat. Why, like someone that goes to a place a lot, like rats go places a lot, like the same place over and over? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I I don't know what the rats do. Rats are very smart. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe like you're proficient in something if you're a rat. Maybe they keep coming back if they find something they like. That's the thing. Okay. Maybe. That's fair. You know, rats are used in like science. Mm -hmm. Oh, science tests. And then people, gym people were like, Yo, we're like those rats. <laughs> we're like, we come back here all every day. Get that cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were getting that rink cheese. Exactly. Delicious. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew, rink <Yeah>. cheese. <laughs> I've heard you uh, introduced on stage by Trevor as being the fastest lady runner of your fo- of your softball team. Mm-hmm. Was that, again, is that a race or were you just stealing bases? It was a certified race that was at the, race. I think it was at the end of the day okay. everyone had to if they wanted to participate in this race so there was like the women's race and the men's race okay um, and you just had to run around the basis as fast as you possibly could okay yeah and I went home with the trophy that day you got a trophy with it too there is a trophy oh my god it's actually so gross I need to show you a picture of it after because it's like it's it's just baby legs like a, a doll a baby doll's legs like severed at the hips <laughs> yes just like spray painted gold yeah. spray painted gold and it just says like fastest base runner and then they called me baby legs montgomery <laughs> like, <laughs> montgomery wow what a nickname what other nicknames do you have like that that is the the best one the only one that i think people people have pretty like generic nicknames for me like Rachy, Monty. No, no cool accolades though. Like baby legs. Like baby legs. Nothing like ba- nothing on me. Like Pretty sure legs. that's a Rick and Morty character. Baby legs. Yeah, he's like a, a cop. Ooh. It's it was yeah from an yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, come along, baby legs. He's like, hold on, I'm getting there because he's he has, so, he has baby he has legs. Baby legs? So it's taking a while. Oh, it's so funny. And like the rest of him yeah, is, was, is was grown man. <laughs> yeah, it was a show <laughs> in that universe. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's your connection. That's me. That's what I. Uh, that's, hey, everybody. That's what I look like. <laughs> so w- when you were playing baseball, were you stealing bases with that speed? What were you doing with it? I was stealing mm-hmm. mad bases mm. with that speed. <laughs> well, and, that's good. And on like uh, subsequent baseball teams, I've played um, like when it's like mixed league, mixed mixed age. When like people, because you can like put someone up to run your bases for you if you can. If like oh, you're injured yeah. or whatever, so I'd always be the person. You'd be the runner. I'd be the runner. Baby legs runner. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Have you stole home? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Many of, course. Many, of course. Many of course. Times. Of course. Of course. These baby legs. Yeah. <laughs> All nice. they do is take me home. <laughs> That's sweet. The only sport I've played in the league has been baseball. And so being on base, and I have also stolen home once, was some of the most fun I've had. I mean, some of the only sporting I've done. But, <laughs> but some gr- of the most fun, yeah. That's braggable. That's very good. Like having like the pitcher watch you as you're like a couple of feet off and them trying to like get yes. you to go back. Like, that's pretty fun. That's sweet. Are you all right at hitting or are you just... Like, how are you with that? I'm pretty good at hitting. I'm 
I'm bad at catching. I'm, okay. I'm quite bad at catching. I'm scared. I'm scared of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> what position did you play out in the field? I play, I would, because like whenever you're on a team, there's like a certain ratio of like girls and guys that have to be like playing or okay. like, out of, so I would just go where anyone ever told me. So I've played almost all the positions. Really? I like shortstop hmm. the most because I, I'm less scared of the ball there. Like when you're out in the field and the ball's just like, arcing towards you i'm like oh that's gonna that's gonna hit me in the face yeah <laughs> there's no way yeah i remember i would play like outfield sometimes and uh you're always taught to like catch the ball with your glove up right but yeah like you said it's scary to have that in front of your face like what if you miss the ball and everyone's looking because yeah, it takes yeah. so long for the ball to get there you're like oh please no yeah, so one time in the heat of the moment the pressure of the ball coming right to me i just ran up and like cupped i put the ball uh, i put my glove low to catch the ball and i like i put it like on i, I had to like run up so fast i was catching it I, I was basically my glove was like almost on the ground as the ball like landed in it so no one was like sure if i caught it or mm -hmm. it touched so like i'm like i got it i got <laughs> it and then like my coach had to come after me he's like did you uh, come on? Did did you catch it or or, or not? And I'm like, no, 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 I caught it. He's like, okay, he, he says he caught it. Okay. But in that moment, if I was like, I didn't really catch, he'd be like, everybody, <laughs> he, he lied. He's telling just told me the truth. So it's a good thing, like I was telling the truth. Oh, it was that's just good. barely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't have he wouldn't have covered for you. He would be uh, like, yo, man so. to man, did you catch he, that? Yeah. No, he caught it. Everything's fine. Yeah, I don't think he would have done that for me. He was a <laughs> serious baseball coach. That's a good coach. Yeah. Bad yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're not friends. <laughs> Yeah, I have seen you play some sports. You joined our some of my friends playing um, spike ball, mm -hmm. and my buddy Cam had an idea of what he wanted to do, uh, which was jump over the net and throw the ball, like hit the ball between his legs. And then that session, you did that. I did that. You I did that. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you going to do that anyways, or did you hear that? Like, oh, that is a good idea. I should do that. I, my body just took it over. Just, I think he may have like inceptioned <laughs> that move into yeah. my mind, and my body was like, we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then it just did. It was. I remember being just as shocked as everybody yeah. else. I was like, I didn't know I, I could move that way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any like specific like memories of moments in sports where like you're like those will stand out as like something you'll tell your kids or like grandkids like do you have that in baseball of those like heat of the moment? Uh, yeah, oh, I played I played a lot of sports okay. um, growing up. I was on like uh, a lot of teams in a, in middle in middle school and high school. There's actually this isn't so much a oh well, it's kind of a story. Okay, <laughs> but at my high school, I'll take a sentence. Yeah, it was a byline. <laughs> I actually made the. Uh, boys football team at my high school really <laughs> yes. Yes. how does that happen me being like hey it's not fair that you don't let girls uh, try out for this team and they were like uh she does have a point and i did make it i actually did make okay. it i could i ran with the best of them and yeah. made it but then quickly quit because all of the boys on the team were mean to me yeah. and like sexualized me and i was like i, I because I, I was also on the basketball team, so I was like, I had to, I had to choose one or the other, one okay. or the other, and I was like, fuck this. Yeah, you guys suck. No, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, that makes sense. That's too bad. Uh, my stepmom also played baseball with a bunch of boys out in like Perth, and mm -hmm. um, and they would throw the ball and hit her every time she was. So she never got to bat. They would just aim and hit her, no, so she would just like walk. And I was like, so oh sad. yeah, that's. That's awful, but then she stuck with it, and like her dad was the coach, and that mm -hmm. probably people. Oh wow! Didn't Whoa! <laughs> oh wow! That's bold of them to be pulling yeah. stunts like they that. They're saying they didn't do it on purpose, but it, as you can tell, they obviously my eyes are did. actively rolling to the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer. But like, what what position were you playing in football? Well, I it was like th I there was no set p positions okay. yet, but they wanted to pl put me on like um. What's the which is it de defensive line or offensive line where like all the big guys go? I think maybe both of those. God. I don't. I'm not they sure. They wanted me to play on a line, and I was just like, "This is trash." I was like, "I'm I'm fast." I was like, "I'm fast. I can throw pretty well. Can you just like put me somewhere where I can, you know, do that?" <laughs> and that really was not working out. And fast also, and throw well. The boys were mean. They weren't playing me in a cool position. And then also, I was just so confused by the plays. Anytime they pulled out the playbook, I was like, "Hey." I can't, I can't read this. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ooh, that is... Wow. Well, I thought we weren't going to be here during live music, but uh, <laughs> it has uh, begun. <laughs> it has begun against our will. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, we'll uh, hopefully this still sounds all right. Yeah. Um, my, my mom... Oh, wait, because you, you were talking about how your mom played softball. My mom also played softball while I was growing up my whole life, and 
I didn't know until much later in life that like almost all of the women on that team were queer. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. We all had like great times. I remember like going out to karaoke. Like my mom would bring us to her games all the time. Um, that's where I learned how to tie my shoes on the baseball, <laughs> on the baseball diamond. Yeah. And um, I remember years later, like talking to my mom about it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, like a lot of the women on the team were like queer, like lesbians, like woman to woman like did you ever get up to any yeah. <laughs> any gay stuff because <laughs> yeah. like she's very athletic like good looking lady i was like yeah, for sure for sure she must have and she and she said no she's like no but uh i was asked a couple of times for sure but i always said no and i was like okay well oh <laughs> but yeah so uh i was like then where do i get it from <laughs> where do i get it from if you're not gay and dad's not gay yeah. <laughs> just somewhere else where does it come from <laughs> but yeah my stepmom is also is queer mm. and uh, my my best moment in in sports was involving my stepmom actually because it was i was on the uh, competitive team i think it was a tournament out in in brockville mm. and there was no umpire for some reason that game so my stepmom had to be the umpire oh no i'm not the best at bat <laughs> i got on a base a couple times but i'm not the best and we were in a situation where it was the end of the game. Oh, no. Two outs. <gasps> bases loaded. So dramatic. I'm up. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the moment where I, it's full count. If I fuck up, my stepmom has to say, he's out. Game over. You lose. <laughs> just to you directly. Yeah, just <laughs> at me. And, and I was like, well... Uh, I was like, well, I better hit this. And then sure enough, somehow I hit it far left field and I was able to get it, like get the third base and we got three runs in. It was, oh my it God. was the best. That's literally uh, a movie moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Did they, po- the, did they hoist you up on their shoulders and like go around the field with you? That I, wish, made it I wish they did. Perfect. I think the music is too loud in here. Oh, yes. I think we're going to have to wrap this up now and maybe find another spot to, to do, to finish up this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to you somewhere else. Rachel. BRB. All right. <laughs> Okay, we are going again. We are in my mom's escape. <laughs> we have changed locations because it was way too loud. Their live music started before they, or actually, it was seven o'clock. So it maybe that's when they time. said. But yeah, uh, we just took a little longer for us to get started than I thought. And then a group sat down next to us right after we were done. So it was perfect timing to stop there. Had to blast. Now we're in the front seat of a Ford Escape. That's and beautiful. speaking of music, I wanted to go next to. Uh, I had asked you for some music recommendations because we liked some of the same things, and you recommended to me Peach Pit, which I was like, I- I'm familiar with Passion Pit. I don't really want to listen to that recommendation. <laughs> Thanks though. And then I was like, Oh wait, that's you didn't recommend me Passion Pit. You recommend something I don't know, which was Peach Pit. And mm. I did the same thing happened. My friends like, I know. Peach, but I'm like, you don't. I'm you like, think you do. You think you do. I went through that same thing. I'm actually going to go see them in April. They're coming to the Bronson Center, so that's going to be awesome. Passion? Peach? Peach Pit. Peach. Yeah. To the Bronson Center. To the, to the Bronson they Center. just released a new album. Yes, they did. When are they coming? I need uh, to buy tickets. Are they sold out? Tell me everything you know. Well, I already bought a bunch of tickets, so if someone bails, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they are coming to the Bronson Center at the beginning of April. I'm actually, that week oh, I'm God. seeing... That week is a crazy music week for me where I'm going to be seeing... Billy Talent, Rise Against No Bro on like the Monday of that week, and then going to be seeing Peach Pit at the Bronson Center. <laughs> yeah, it's the a, vibes, yeah. the vibes across <laughs> the, like the. <laughs> yeah, so so I bring this up because you were the one that got me into them. Now all my whole friend group is so into Peach Pit. I actually was at a party where uh, I put put one of their songs on, and this guy was like, "Oh, who's this?" I'm like, "Oh, they're this cool band from Vancouver." He he like messaged his buddy from Vancouver. He's like, "Oh, do you know these guys?" He's like, "Yeah, I know these guys." I was at Tommy's party, the name of one of their songs. He's like, they went to high school with me. I'm like, Stop. oh, what a small world. Oh my so God, cool. That's so cool. And so oh you re- recommended them. You recommended uh, <laughs> Phoebe Bridges' side project, Better Oblivion Community Center. And so these things, you only recommended like a couple bands. I don't even know the third one because I didn't get into that one as much. <laughs> but uh, I was like, wow, thank you so much for those. So I was curious, when it comes to recommendations, that could be kind of tricky. Like, uh, I recently watched MacGruber. I told my friends how funny I thought the movie was. <laughs> I watched it with a good group of friends. We all laughed a lot. Then my friends watched it, and they were like, Ryan, we hated that movie. It was not funny. It was offensive <laughs> and really bad recommendation choice. Oh, no. So I'm curious, are there recommendations? What, what's like a recent recommendation you've been given from like a person you trust or one you could think of that was like, <laughs> that was just so bad 
that you're like, wow, I am questioning your recommendation choices from now on. That's very funny that you should say that because I have been bonding with a, a mutual friend about our our mutual love for Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we have the exact same taste in music probably. And yeah. we were talking about how much we love Phoebe Bridgers and how we're going to go see her. And then we did. we were like, let's make let's exchange playlists for each other because like yeah, we yeah, have we have a common ground like let's uh let's see how how well our venn diagrams overlap and um i crafted uh, my playlist with my faves and sent it to him and he sent me one back and i'm n- like maybe three songs maybe three songs i was like oh i like this song and i think one of those three songs was a song that i already knew oh, okay <laughs> out of how many out of like 25 yeah 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 and i was like oh i guess our only mutual ground is phoebe bridger yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know about the rest of this stuff I'll just say maybe hold it from just here not the mic oh, sorry. yeah uh that's just a yeah no problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so you're gonna go see phoebe when she comes to toronto or montreal toronto is it montreal my friend bought the tickets for us because i was in a coma from working an overnight shift at the hospital so she bought the tickets i believe i believe it no it's montreal it's montreal okay, final okay. answer montreal no, okay nice <laughs> I, that's actually the episode that I got uh, my friend Heather into comedy bang bang with because she was on CBB, Phoebe Bridgers, and I was like, oh, this I just showed you her. Check out this episode. This could mm-hmm. be, a, and that's how she got into the show. And apparently, because it made the top fifteen episodes of CBB last year, Scott said that that was actually the episode, the Phoebe Bridgers one, was the, with the biggest bump of like new audience members or people coming in was that one. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, that makes sense to me. I feel like Phoebe Bridgers is it's so hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> she's every. I feel, it's probably just because that's the bubble that I live in, but I feel like everyone is talking about her. She's so popular right now. She's so great. The the crossover between her and the Bo Burnham song. Have yeah, you seen that? that was, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to that one a bunch. It hurts so good. <laughs> yeah, were you you were into that special inside? Oh yes, you know, I think I remember you playing the song or listening was, to this, singing the songs a bunch. It was troubling when I looked at like the Spotify Wrapped Year in Review. It was mostly I think four out of the five were Bo Burnham songs from that uh from his special because i just listened to them on spotify so much <laughs> yeah no makes sense i i think i more mainly had the videos on it wasn't as mm. much the songs but what was like the do you think your main takeaway song that you connected to the most on that from that special that i connected to the most oh god well the first the, my most listened to one was sexting okay which is odd okay yeah i'm not even as familiar with <laughs> that one i just think it's so funny and it was just like it had like a good beat so I, that one was the one that i listened to the most but um what's the one what's the one at the end i have i i Look like who's inside again the one where he's like it's the guitar it's the slow that funny it's the phoebe Ritter song of course <laughs> it is that's i think the one that i liked uh and connected to the most i think it made me feel all the feels. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, that is a great one. Uh, I think the one I've probably played most is Welcome to the Internet just because I, I just love that that intense. And then yes. I stop it near the end just because, you know, it goes into this whole, this whole thing. The so- <laughs> that's the one with the Socko at the end, right? Uh, no. I'm it? not sure. I don't know. See, I feel like, yeah, I listened to it so much at the beginning that I just was like, I need to never listen to any of this again. <laughs> yeah. Were you really into his other specials too? Not as much. No. Not as much. I like appreciated them and liked them and was excited for his new special to come out. And then I kind of made it my whole personality for a couple months. Yeah, okay. Uh, I know that you, right now you work at the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. What was like the biggest energy shift from like pre-COVID to like current COVID <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to whatever, wherever right now? Like if someone had left that field and now was going to be joining back, how would you like warn them? Like, hey, this is how things are changed or... Oh, I'd be like, don't come back. Okay. Hey. Yeah switch gears fully like i'm not i'm not a nurse or anything but just seeing the uh what do you do there i'm a clerk so okay. i do like a lot of admin stuff i okay. register patients i okay. uh i do I, I don't know i think i feel like clerks are kind of like the heart of the department we uh we do a lot of things for the nurses and physicians and and patients and the patient's family members okay so this is why i didn't think you were in law anymore just because you do so many different things <laughs> that i was like you're, you're driving zambonis you're being a clerk at a hospital, I'm like, you can't be going to law school or going to. Okay, okay. surprise. Doing a, just you're just do, doing a law. I do it okay. all. Okay, and so sorry, sorry. What was the energy shift? What would you mm-hmm. say to someone? Yeah. About what's happened? Um, I would definitely say to not come back. But if I was trying, to, if someone was coming back, yeah. um, I would be like, well, um, I don't even know. Just like, get ready for short, short staffed, short staffed shifts. Um, every shift, we're short for nurses and clerks and admin staff and everyone. Um, everyone has to wear like really 
hardcore PPE a lot. So like uh, nurses and like two masks is that, or several three masks maybe like uh, N95s. Like we're okay. all fitted for like specialty masks. So like we have to wear those in like high risk areas. Um, mm. Everyone has to like don and doff PPE. So like they wear like these special gowns and they wear like visors, masks, and they have to take that on and off every time they go into a patient's room. Okay, it's pretty wow. bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that's the most serious place to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend whose dad was an, is a nurse, and he was saying to all the people that are against anti-COVID mm. or, or mandates and things like that, he was like, hey, how about you come down and watch the people die like I do every day? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's, yeah, that's uh, real stuff that he's having to deal with that he's seeing all the time. And, and people just forget what the whole point of this thing was, was to stop, <laughs> stop hospital workers from being overwhelmed and and the vulnerable and people just go well yeah but we we don't care about that anymore (laughs) it didn't happen to me so it's not a big deal or like um i think people are really i don't know that people just don't understand like that you can become a a member of the vulnerable population very quickly like if Mm -hmm. you like we're quite healthy i'm triple vaxxed i assume you're vaccinated as well like no (laughs) 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 oh no i definitely have covid now yeah that's how it happened (laughs) Um, but they, they don't understand that like they can very quickly become that, that population. Like I've seen many healthy people come in. I've seen two or three people who were healthy that didn't have any like pre like existing conditions or like chart things in in their chart. Like there was no encounters and Mm. get sent to the ICU. Like really from COVID from, from COVID, like specifically. And like, um, during like the peak of the pandemic, I know that, um, there were so many dead people in our hospital that our morgue was overrun and they were just storing dead bodies in empty rooms in hallways it got real it got real bleak there uh for a while oh my gosh and how are you going into work like that and like like you actually went into work after that spike ball game we played you went to work after that because you're just like well this is my life i just i want to have some fun i'll fit in a little bit of spike ball and then i'll go to the place where there have been bodies stored in the hallways like that is i guess you're just used to it now or what was that like i guess it i am um just disassociated in 24 7 no (laughs) (laughs) it's um it's very gallows gallows humor i guess like um nurses everyone that works there we all i think we're all in the same if you if you weren't that way before you are now you are now for sure and like it was quite um it was pretty cool Okay, this is going to sound weird, but it was pretty cool when the pandemic first started because we saw like the number of people coming to the department absolutely just drop off. Like there were nights where I would be working where I wouldn't like I wouldn't I wouldn't see anybody. I'd be able to I finished whole books on shift because like I worked 12 hour shifts. So I'd finish I'd start and finish books on shift just because like everyone was so, so scared to come in. Everyone was so unbelievably respectful being like i didn't want to come in but like my leg is broken and has been broken for like a day and you're like oh this is a real emergency like really because they were scared of taking up a seat for a covid patient or something like that. they were scared of getting covid getting COVID from the hospital from the hospital so many people were like were that also happens sometimes as well maybe oh uh, yes i i I haven't heard of anything but but definitely because like a lot of staff members have gotten obviously covid but um a lot of people were scared but now uh we're back in full force everybody is coming to the hospital for um (laughs) for their broken legs the- day of not waiting <laughs> yes. a week yes and they're they're sore tummies that they've had for many months um so we're seeing uh, it's back to normal levels and uh, the disrespect has climbed back to pre-pandemic uh ratios the disrespect the disrespect of what in what way <laughs> um i had a okay this is this is well just like uh patients are really upset at wait times patients are upset at staff people it's mostly the wait times, and as a as a clerk, I feel like uh, we we get the brunt of that. You're that the face. Dis- of yes. Wait. <laughs> I mean, like we're like, oh, that's ten hours, and they're like, excuse me. Uh, I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I'm finishing a book here too. Uh, here, did you bring <laughs> I, anything? I can give you this book. It's, yeah. It was great, great read. Um, but yeah, I actually had a patient's family member ask for my name the other day mm. because of the wait times, and they didn't uh, they didn't appreciate what I had to say, so they asked me who I was. Oh, and your number, and badge number. And <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I don't have a badge number, but I, I, I gave them my name. I told them my name, not my last name. I, yeah. I t- told them my name, told them where I worked in the department, and said, feel free to uh, write an email okay. if you so choose. Yeah. That's tough to be the face of, yeah, saying you have to wait ten hours <laughs> yes. for it to get into a place. But that's the what's that's where we're at. It's unfortunately a, a very common occurrence in the emergency department. You wouldn't wow. think it would be, but here we are. 
what type of things are you seeing in like the weight room? Like, are you seeing like people with like, yeah, just messed up arms and legs and stuff like that are obvious? Like, oh, maybe we should get them in the faster, but we just can't. Oh, absolutely. And like, um, so we see people based on like acuity and the amount of time that they've been there. So when someone comes, but like, it's crazy. Like some people come with like broken arms and they just have, they have to just like sit in the waiting room. <laughs> and the only thing that nurses can give them up there is like Tylenol and Advil. And they're like, it's going to be a few hours till you see the doctor. And that's just because they're like the seventh broken arm or like whatever of the day. So like you have to go in queue and it's uh, it's bad. But we see we see a lot of bad stuff, but we also see a lot of like... Um, Hope. Y- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, people are actually like... I, I feel bad because I, I feel like I remember a lot of the bad interactions, but people... I've gotten like many e- many emails, like lots of lots of people trying to help each other in the waiting room. I'm like, please don't. Like they might have COVID. Like you don't know. Don't go touch that person. Yeah. But it's nice. You see, you see the whole spectrum of of humanity. It's like being in the service industry, but like times a thousand. Like if you've ever been like a waiter, waitress, like worked anywhere, like where you were the face of something. Yeah. Customer service related. It's, it's like an that extreme version of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extreme mode. <laughs> people have broken bones. Yeah. Family members like acting. You're like, can I get you a water? True. That literally, I do that all. All the time that's all i can do hey oh my gosh wow that's that's intense yeah you got some intense jobs that you want to be a part of that, that is that's fair that is very accurate. and then you go zambonying sometimes exactly uh so i i want to pitch you a scenario because i think you're a good host for a show i've asked you to co-host trivia nights with me that's what we were doing during some of the this pandemic mm-hmm. um so imagine I, you actually hosted one of the house shows that I was was at. Uh, Jacob Madison had a house house yes. show where he had his friends over and made a bunch of food, and then the the comics that were there went up and did stand up in his living room. And you were hosting that show. Imagine one of his friends is like, "Hey, I got a thousand dollars for the next host that I'm going to have for my show. We're going to have free food. I even have a friend who's works for Just for Laughs. Like, can it, maybe they can get you somewhere? The thing is." I'm down between two hosts, you and this guy from Vancouver that we're thinking of flying out named Michael Tamafi. Why should we pick you over him? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my Lord. How okay. do you pitch yourself as the host for the show over, <laughs> over someone else? Oh, over anyone or else? Or specifically. specifically Mike Tamafi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Mike Tamafi have bad blood. <laughs> we, we have some bad blood between us, too. Um, I would definitely say I am probably more palatable to the people that are going to be at your party. Yeah. <laughs> I am the age age range of Jacob Madison's, uh, like from that hosting mm-hmm. one before. Are we wait? Are we specifically talking about that kind of something scenario? Like something that, like yes, that? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely p- more palatable. Number one, I, I'm like I'm very outgoing. I can do like very good crowd work. I think I can appeal to a lot of people um, of various gender identities, orientations, age, things like that. I think, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was starting off with the Mike Tamaki yeah, thing. No, I was like, I, oh, I haven't heard that name in, in ages. Yeah. I just was going for someone that <laughs> would maybe easy to throw under the bus. Oh, I can, oh, I can throw one. I can no. throw one under the bus any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was? Can you remember like your first public speaking thing? Like something that got you? Like where you, maybe you were thrown into it? Can you remember that that moment where you're talking in front of a large group of people for the first time? Maybe not a large group of people, but I remember in elementary school. I was doing a book report on a book that I did not finish reading. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Here here comes bad bad student Rachel coming in again. Um, didn't finish reading it. Went up and basically bullshitted this this book report. And it was actually I can I can remember the book right now. It was like the uh, something in the 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 butterfly in the bell jar. It's about a man who has locked in syndrome. Okay. So I went up and I did my presentation and I sw- I, bull- I bullshitted over half of it. And I was up there, but I was confident. I was cool. I was collected. <laughs> I got an A plus oh on that book God. report. And I did so well that my teacher asked me to stay back after the period. And he said it was one of the best book reports he had ever seen. I'm not even kidding. I was like, I, is, this, is this a good, that's, that's, I think that's my villain origin story. Wow. <laughs> And that just go like, oh, I could just bullshit my way through life and get an A plus yes! and get praised for this work. You could, oh my yes, gosh, of what I can do on the spot. Yeah, with like a little bit of a, with a little bit of <laughs> prep work, I can get away with bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a bad way to live, honestly. No, but it's, it's, it works. It's, out. It works. It honestly, it, it works out. It works out most of the time. And it helps get your skills of speaking in front of groups and coming up with things on the yes, fly. Yeah. Yes. Wow, it really helped you out. <laughs> 
so the way that I, uh, before we wrap this up, I love asking comics, if you could please tell me, could you read out one of your set lists for me so I could hear the words that you have written down for your set list? I just love hearing what you That's choose. So some, people, some people go with like the, the punchline as the word. Some uh-huh. people write out everything and they don't really have one, but I just, uh, yeah, I'm always so interested in, in what you choose or how you remember what a whole bit can maybe like, some people have like seven minutes they just write one word and they can go for yeah for so long that's so that's so funny i was literally talking to a comedian last night her name's Lindsay. i forget her last name i've met her a couple times she was doing her first set back at poor boy okay and she had typed out her whole set verbatim and printed it off and had it with her and i was like oh my god oh wow and you bring that i was like you bring that up oh my god and I, I was talking to her i was like that's so interesting that like that's how some comedians um, yeah it really maybe. varies the <laughs> It's spectrum crazy. of how people do it. Here it is. Oh, wait, no, you, you, oh, you want me? Oh, yeah, you want... <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for um, an eight-minute set that I had, and it. Uh, I just bullet-pointed it. It's journalist, birth control, porn, smoking, Christian rock song. Okay. That is an example of one of my sets. Cool. Thank you very much for that. I love hearing that. Um, okay, so the way that I end is I have... Mm-hmm. A, here, I'm just going to turn the light back on. Absolutely. This... The way that I end this show is I have a series of ways that we can end. And you get to pick based off the names here. I'm not going to tell you what they mean. If you could just pick one of these and that'll be how we end. Ooh, the quiz one is calling to me just because of our our past with quizzes. Um, Tales from the Script Keeper. Okay. For this one, I have a script from a movie. The opening scene of a movie. Okay. I'm going to send you the pictures of the the pages from the script, and we're going to read this the the scene, <laughs> and you're going to guess which movie it's from. Perfect. I'm so, ready. So, how fun! Those were all very good. Those were all very enticing. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, I rotate the the choices there every now and then. Um, so, so you just got those pictures? Yes, okay. I've gotten four photos. Perfect. Then sh- hopefully that's in order. I think so. Yep, yep. Okay, yep, yep. cool. One, two, three. So the way that we're going to do this is I'm going to read the scene descriptions and you're going to play Verona. Okay. That's like on page three. I, I Usually I, I want you to read most of it. That's why I try to get the guests to read most of it. But I just think Verona is the best lines. So I just would rather hear you do that. So I'll All go. Right, cool. So I'll be reading a chunk at the beginning. And then uh, you can also play. Uh, I think I think you're just Verona. Cool. Uh, okay. Let me know if you... Oh, also, I'll just uh, emphasize, this is one of the scripts. This doesn't mean this is actually how the movie happened. Yes. This is just some elements did stick and some elements didn't. Okay. So, uh, extreme close-up, Pac-Man from the old video game. Just a yellow ball with a mouth fills the screen in all its low-res glory. The camera tracks along its rolls along a tight corridor, gobbling dots. Extreme close-up, a red ghost follows in hot pursuit. Extreme close-up, Pac-Man gives it the slip, cuts down, and gobbles a big dot. Extreme close-up, red ghost transforms into blue ghost, changes directions and runs. Pac-Man chases. P. I don't know what that is of the P there. But but just before he catches the blue ghost, uh, catches up, the blue ghost transforms to, to red and changes direction again. Pac-Man barely escapes. Mm. Pac-Man flees. But at every turn, he is confronted by another ghost. The camera pulls out in a series of jump cuts to reveal the, the, that unlike the old arcade game, this game screen goes E forever. Like, goes E forever. An infinite maze. And, uh, and instead of the original on four, there are thousands of ghosts on all sides closing in. The sound of the game redoubles, reverberates, deafening, cut to black. Sound, a heartbeat, a heartbeat slowly in the dark, fade in. Interior, Cheb's bedroom morning. This scene plays out in a continuous POV shot right up until Cheb's face is revealed for the first time. Cheb Chelios wakes up in his apartment to a ringing cell phone, groggy, vision doubled. From his POV, we see his, him examine his hands, which don't feel right, don't want to move, don't want to move right. The cell phone, coming from some other room, plays the Pac-Man theme in beeps. B D D D D D D D D um I actually don't know remember what that theme is, so that's what that's written there. Uh, he tries to get out of his bed, hits the ground, plush rug, ultra modern bed frame, nightstand, high tech stereo, the works. He crawls, stumbles into interior Chelios living room, uh, the living room. 
decked out by Kostabi paintings and glass furniture, then into interior Chelio's kitchen, um, the kitchen with a black marble island and hanging copper. He jams his head under the fossil sink and runs the water. He steadies himself against the matching mar- black marble counter, staring at his hands. Tries to lift, then bang! He's back on the floor, stunned. All the while to hear the faint sound of his heartbeat. Slow. Lup-dup. 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 He begins to crawl back into interior uh, Chelios living, living room. The living room. Towards the telephone where he spots a black, a plain black VHS tape popped up in front of a plasma screen TV with police ribbon wrapped around it, tied in a, in a bow, like a present. Chelios. What the fuck? He grabs the thing, fumbles to, ra- to unwrap it, shoves it into the VCR, and pushes play. Interior, TV screen. It's Ricky Verona on the screen. A young, irritatingly slick Eastern Euro. Little to no accent. Fast-talking. Sarcla- sarcastic. A complete dick. We see him sitting on Chev's bed. Chev is visible in the frame, unconscious behind Verona. Pale nicotine sunlight fil- uh, filters in through the blinds. There are hoods loiter- loitering around the room. It was apparently shot only hours before. The discernible sound of Chev's heartbeat will subliminally increase in speed and volume throughout Verona's monologue. The cell phone continues to ring somewhere. What's shaking, douchebag? Thought I'd give you the heads up. You're dead. On the TV, Verona points into the camera. Yeah, that's right, you little bitch. If you're watching this tape, it means that I somehow resisted the urge to dismember you and shove the pieces down the garbage disposal, opting instead to poison you in your sleep. Yeah. You heard me. We stay with Chev's POV as he flashes a frantic glance around the room. The lub-dub of the heartbeat is is much louder and faster now. We really begin to notice it. I fucking poisoned you in your sleep. How sick is that? For the satisfaction of watching you squirm out your last minutes knowing it was me that did it to you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Cut to high angle view from a hidden lipstick camera. Chev is is on his knees in front of the set looking around. We still don't see his face clearly. That's right. You're on candid camera. Try not to embarrass yourself. Cut back to Chev's POV. He holds his, he- his head down over the carpet and shoves a finger in his mouth, gagging. <laughs> Let me guess. You're trying to puke the shit out, right? Right? Don't bother. The shit I gave you was some fucking high-tech sci-fi Chinese synthetic shit that I don't even know exactly what the fuck it is. All I know is once it, it binds with your blood cells, you're fucked, baby. And believe me, it's done binded. By now, you're feeling your joints stiffen up, hard to breathe. Chev puts his hand on the left side of his chest to feel his heart. The beats of the heart grow louder still, but the rhythm falters, begin to slow. Your heartbeat's slowing down like there's rust in your veins. You're like the Tin Man in the Wizard of Frickin' Oz. One of the thugs, Alex, contributes to the uh, from off-screen. If you only had a brain. Scarecrow, whatever. You get the point. You're fucked. You maybe got an hour, max. Tough guy, baby, sexy... The thugs are into it. Verona is rolling. One of them comes up beside the bed and plants a big kiss on Chev's unconscious head. Hey, it's been real. Probably should have thought twice before you whacked on Kim. Experience a little twenty twenty hindsight? I thought so. Have a nice death. Finally, the camera reverses to reveal Chev's slack-jawed face staring at the TV. Chev is in his late 20s, handsome in an off-handed way. All the background noise, the heartbeat, the cell phone cuts to dead silence. And through the silence, a single word asshole a driving soundtrack kicks in the opening titles play over the following scene that we're not gonna (laughs) show can you tell what movie that is from if you don't know off the top of your head i do have some uh possibilities i don't know off the top of my head i'm trying to think of the names i'm trying to think of the context you know being poised oh 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 is this um crank you got it. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. It, you actually didn't realize till just then. Yes. Wow. Nice. I think I was too anxious about uh, <laughs> nailing, nailing the lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's crank. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was like, a weird, silly movie, and I just found the intro. That So the Pac-Man parts aren't in the beginning anymore, and he doesn't have a VHS. He has a DVD, so mm-hmm. things change from beginning script to, to the end. I just thought that was interesting to see the differences and thought that was a fun, weird that is first fun. scene. No, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, thanks for coming on this show. <laughs> thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. I loved uh, I loved the odd spots that we got to hang out in. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, a good time and I hopefully see you around sometime soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.